Good morning, everybody. Turn to somebody next to you and say good morning. Tell them that we're glad you're here. We are glad you're here today. Um, I, I don't know about if Shelly knows this or not, and she's really good with dates. You know, I'm not really good with, with dates and stuff. I can forget my own birthday sometimes. And But today is July 12th. Seventeen years ago, we were set in as the pastors on this day, Winona, of Living Word Fellowship Church. And I... um. I just, I can't believe it's been 17 years. <laughs> it's like, man, you still look the same. You're awesome. It was like, man, you know, of course, I'm a little bit different. But, but um, anyways, we're going to take, we're going to take um, just a moment. And we've got a special presentation that we want to actually do today. Um, what we're going to do real quick this morning before I get into the message is we we have a baby dedication that we're going to take place. Dedicating a child is is dedicating a child unto the Lord. How many of you know uh, Hannah in the Bible? She she dedicated her child, and Eli the priest raised the child. So we we aren't going to have to raise Messiah today, Amen. Praise God for the the New Testament and some things that have uh, shifted and changed and fulfilled from that regard. So uh, we have a baby dedication, and I'm going to go ahead and, and ask the grandparents to come on up. And we've got both set of grandparents. Um, here today, and we are very, very thankful. Um, do you have any others that you want to join you? We are joining you guys. Come on up here today. Uh, Messiah is um, is been. Uh, his name is Messiah. He's an amazing little guy. I, I walked in the other day and at the church, and Maria had him here, and we walked in, and I could smell bananas. And I was like, those are bananas. And I guess you were feeding him. You had somebody who were like, well, he might have been feeding Messiah some bananas. But we're, we're glad to have both of the grandparents. So let's give the Lord some praise for that today. And what we're going to do... Real quickly, what we're, what we're doing is we're going to dedicate Messiah unto the Lord. And the charge today is is not as much about what God's doing to set apart Messiah, but he's also charging the grandparents and also the rest of the family, even if they're not here, that you'll bring him up in the nurturement and, and, and admonition of the Lord, loving the Lord, um, um, the, having the Lord um, speak to Messiah, him be able to hear the Lord's voice, being able to dedicate him to say, God, we give this child to you. Because how many of you know that children are a blessing of the Lord? Amen. And I want to say this, grandchildren are a blessing of the Lord. And a lot of times we love our children so much and we love our children. But man, when we became grandparents, it was just, that was even a greater love. And we're just in a different place in our life. So we want to be able to bless him today. We're going to anoint him with oil today. Anointing with oil basically sets apart. It sets somebody apart, apart for a certain thing. It can be, it can be ministry. It can be life issues. It can be, it can set somebody apart to do a specific task or function or whatever it might be. But anointing with oil sets him apart. How many of you know that Jesus is the anointed one? Amen. And the, the scripture talks about and his anointing so we're just gonna we're gonna pray over him today and i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and anoint him with oil today and pray over him i've got a little special little little deal that's kind of like a little wand messiah you want to you want to grab that you may not i'm just going to anoint him right here over his forehead oh that smells good i figured he would grab it there you go awesome awesome okay i need that back Awesome. Awesome. Here's what I also want to do. I think I'm going to do something with the grandparents today, too. Scott and Maria have taken the responsibility to be able to raise Messiah. And I just want to anoint all of you guys right now in the name of Jesus. We just thank you right now for these grandparents, Father. We thank you that you are bringing these men and women together to be able to set this young man apart that he will love you all the days of his life, that they will teach and train him right now in the ways of the Lord. I thank you that you give all the grandparents such a blessing. I thank you for unity within the family as they raise him, as they do what's best for him. Father, we bless him now. We set him apart for you, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord some praise this morning? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. That you're going to raise him in, in the things of the Lord. So we have a prophetic word. We want to make sure that we're recording this and we'll make sure that you get a, a, a copy of that. Normally, I, I know ahead of time and I sort of lift him up. But I know your name, Messiah. And you have a lot to live up to, honey. You have a lot to live up to. But I, I see you as as God has shown me that you are... You are so inquisitive. You won't take no for an answer. And you have to know why things work like they do. You have to know why that train goes on the track or your bicycle goes. Okay? You have to know why. And as you want to know why, that will be used in a ministry to other people. And other people will come to you, Messiah, for wisdom, for guidance, and for spiritual growth and you will be able to speak out exactly what they need there's a counselor inside of you a counselor that will will rise up and give people what they need to know and you know jesus has the name of counselor also and you have his name messiah so as you begin to go in your life, you're going to see spiritual 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 it's going to show up on you everywhere you go because you can't get away from what you are named. It's inside of you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, guys. You guys may be seated. Hallelujah. Oh, Shelly has it. We got a certificate. And we, we like to, if it's not his first Bible, it's one of his first ones that we're given. We like to give him a little Bible also that, um, that when they can read out of. Let's give the, the Lord another hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Okay, the, the ushers are going to give you a handout this morning. I, I first of all want to say thank you for allowing me to speak into your life today. It's a great privilege and it's a great honor. Um, I only got a sermon that's going to last three hours and, and 37 minutes. So uh, you guys just relax, sit back, and enjoy. Amen? Some people are like, okay, here, I'm timing you now, Pastor. I got you on the watch. You're on the clock. You're on the clock today. Um I don't know. Let's just see where God wants to go with this thing. Is that all right? We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And on Wednesday nights, we, uh, a few months back, we did a series on the Holy Spirit, talked about the Holy Spirit, the, the dimensions, the functions, some different things, characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to kind of add to that. I want us to be I want to be able to be able to take this and say, OK, I want to expand on that. Recently, we've been doing some, um, the Families Helping Families, we've been doing some job interviews, and a lot of times I've come up with, what's the job description? What's the job description? Anybody have a job, and they're, and they're, you're like, what am I supposed to do if I go to work here? And I'm, I remember years ago when I first started at Dairy Queen, and I was flipping burgers and making ice cream, you know, I was like, okay, what's my job description? And they're like, here, you're supposed to do this and this and this and this. And one boss told me, your job description is to do whatever I tell you to do do i'm like okay that was a pretty clear job description for me so i wanted to be the best burger flipper and i don't even eat them but i wanted to be the best burger flipper but i enjoyed making ice cream and so my that was part of my job description so we're going to take a minute we're going to just look at the holy spirit i'm going to go through the first four or five points very quickly because this is kind of a review um and then we're going to get into the last few and then i want to i have an opportunity for you guys um to take advantage of so let's just let me just pray as we get started father we know that you've set everything up today you've orchestrated everything for us today and we're thank you thankful for the worship we're thankful for the baby dedication we're thankful for the meeting and greeting time and god we know that you speak to us through your word let your word just come forth today let our hearts be changed let our hearts be touched let our hearts be encouraged let transformation continue in our lives in Jesus name and everybody said amen so Holy Spirit real quickly we can take a look at it and you can see in the Hebrew word the Hebrew word of the Holy Spirit is Kadesh and it's also there's two words there's another one Ruach say Ruach Ruach there you go now you're speaking Hebrew so you're 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 informed and in the Greek, it's hagios, and it's also pneuma. So as you look at the Holy Spirit, you see Holy Spirit. Some people like to call him the Holy Ghost. I personally prefer Holy Spirit because ghosts can be kind of hoo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. And, and God has a spirit, and it is holy, and he operates in the lives of people. Can I get an amen for that? 
So we begin to look at this, and we said, who is he? He's the third person of the Trinity. There are some churches that don't talk much about the Holy Spirit. They'll talk about the Father, they'll talk about Jesus, but they won't mention much about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just as much part of God as Jesus is God, and and God is God. Can I get an amen for that? In Genesis 1, I'm just going to skip by those. I'm going to skip by Genesis 1, uh, 1 through 12. You guys can read that over. But I want to just get started because the Holy Spirit, let's take a look at number one, Mike, if you will, and let's look at what the Holy Spirit's job is. We talked a little bit a few weeks ago about understanding the Bible, that the Holy Spirit helps us understand the Bible. And there's some biblical reference for you because he opens the mind of the scriptures. He opens the scriptures for you to understand them. How many of you, when you first got saved, let's let's do a little survey here. How many of you, when you first got saved, started reading the Bible and you just didn't understand it? Okay, we got most of us. There's a few of, there's a few that probably understood everything when they started reading it. And, and, and that was difficult, you know, and I want to encourage you, if you're a new believer, new follower of Christ, I want to encourage you to start out in the New Testament. I want to start out with the Gospels, start out with the book of John, and then Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Just begin to stay in those and understand when you look at the Old Testament that we look at it through the New Testament eyes of Jesus. We look at it through the cross. We've got our cross up here. We look at it through the finished work. Everything in the Old Testament, listen, should point you to Jesus. We couldn't fulfill the law because only Jesus could fulfill the law. Come on, somebody. So the Holy Spirit really wants to help us understand the Bible. Number two, the Holy Spirit wants to help us pray. In Romans 8, 26, it says, In the same way the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us, with groanings too deep for words. So sometimes we don't know the right words to say, and the Holy Spirit will pray for us. And some of you that have experienced that, I want you to understand, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of God, the person of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. And a lot of times we're like, ooh, ooh that's, you know, different. That's different. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Number three, we can get wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. We can get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Anybody need some wisdom today? I'm telling you, we're living in a time where we need wisdom. Amen. We need wisdom in our lives. We need wisdom what to do and not to do, what to say and what not to say, to go and where to go and and those things. We just need wisdom, and the Holy Spirit can help us do that. And a, a scripture reference that we covered was 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but I'm not going to get into it today, but I want to look at point number four. Number four is the Holy Spirit guides us. He guides us. He guides us. I use a, a lot of reference of the kingdom. And in the world today, probably Swaziland is the greatest example of a kingdom that actually operates as a kingdom. But you can look at England and you can see that there is a queen, there was a king. Are you with me? And originally Britain was set up as a kingdom, but now the king doesn't rule as much as the parliament rules. Are you with me? But when you look at the king and you look at a kingdom, and I, I want to just talk a little bit about Prince William. Anybody know about Prince William? How many of you know Prince William just doesn't get to go wherever he wants to go? He doesn't get to get up in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, God bless you, and go down to the red light district in England. Come on, somebody. Because wherever, wherever Prince William goes, guess who goes with him? He's got an entourage that goes with him. He doesn't just get up and, you know, like some of these famous athletes and people, they just have some people around them all the time, you know, because people are always coming up and asking for their autograph. How safe would it be for Prince William to be able to just walk out wherever he wants to go, and whatever he wants to do? Don't you think somebody might kidnap him and then ask the queen for some money to get him back? So he has somebody to go with him, somebody to say, hey, Prince William, uh, we're not going there. You're not allowed to do that. All right. And I'm not talking about legalistic. I'm talking about having wisdom in what you do, that there's somebody that helps guide him, helps make sure his appointment schedules are taken care of, gets him there and back. We have a Holy Spirit that does that for us. 
Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Holy Spirit, but if you've heard the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not going to sound the same to Shelley as the Holy Spirit will sound to me. And it's not as if the Holy Spirit's going to come up and go, thouest, theest, thouest, doeth, thisest. You know what I mean? I mean, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to me in Old English. Come on, somebody. You know, but the Holy Spirit speaks to me in terms and language that I know and that I can understand. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us that way. So he guides us. And how many of you know, I use the example in John sixteen thirteen. it says this, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. Say guide you. Guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. And he was really talking to the disciples at this time and sharing with them about what the Holy Spirit was going to do. So I, I, you guys remember the analogy, the GPS. Anybody have a GPS? We talked about a GPS, and it's like recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. Hey, guys, I had a GPS when I first got my GPS, the first one. I put it on my windshield, and the GPS even told me I was speeding. You've exceeded the speed limit. I was like, what? Unplug that thing. <laughs> What's the deal with that? You know, and we talked about the GPS, the way the GPS tells you and gives you directions. And I need directions. I'm here to tell you because I'm, I'm a typical guy. I'm driving along and Shelly's going, oh, we just missed the exit. And I'm like, oh, U-turn. <laughs> I'll do a U-turn. I can get off at the next exit. Come on, ladies. Yeah, I mean, no, some guys are that way. We just are thinking on other stuff. But the GPS, where God is concerned, is the G is for God, the P is for his powerful, and the S is for spirit, God's powerful spirit. It's his, it's his spirit. And it helps us show the road. It helps us show the map. It helps us get to where we need to get to and be able to do the things that will help guide us. And that's the Holy Spirit's, one of the Holy Spirit's job. Let's jump into uh, uh, number five here. Turn with me to John chapter 14. John 14. I want to read verses 15 through 31. I believe that when we get into the Word of God and we meditate on the Word of God, we had a discussion this morning. We were talking about the Word of God, how precious the Word of God is. I think our society's gotten away from how precious this Word is. This Word can change your life. This Word changed my life. This Word can, can bring clarification. It's brought clarification in my life. This Word can, can shape and mold us if we'll just adhere to it. This Word is, this word is amazing. This word is amazing. And I'm going to talk a little bit about he brings us, the Holy Spirit brings us into peace. Now, that's my word. And I am operating in that, and I am being challenged to operate and have peace in my life and be able to walk through some things in my life to be able to know that I have the shalom of God, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. So let's look at uh, John 14. Did I tell you verses 15 through 31? 15, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is Jesus. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another. In other words, equal but different. Equal but different. Jesus is saying, the Father is going to give you equal but different. Oh, come on, somebody. He says, I'm going to give you uh, another. And he says, helper, that he may be with you forever. The Holy Spirit, who resides in us, will be in us, with us, forever. Jesus himself said, look, I'm never going to leave you. Jeremy, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm always going to be there with you. And I think that's when we understand how the Holy Spirit wants to operate within us and bring us to that place of peace, because we're talking about peace. Let me go on and read. Verse 17. That is the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Jesus goes on. He says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to come to you. And after a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you will see me because I live in you and you will also live. In the day that you know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I in you, he's reconciling some things of himself and God and the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, 
He says, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and I will disclose myself to him. Verse 22, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what then has happened? And what are we going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? Now, let me set up this real quick, because some of you may not realize that this was just after Jesus was telling the disciples that I'm fixing to go. They're fixing to come get me. There's going to be some things that are going to happen. I'm going to give myself up. And they're like, no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. And he's saying, look, these things have got to happen so these other things can take place. Jesus is ready to give his life so the Holy Spirit can come. Hello? Before, the Holy Spirit would ascend on us, ascend and descend. It would be on you to do a tremendous thing, outrun the chariots of, of, of Ahab, you know what I mean? And then, and then the Spirit would give you supernatural strength, but He would not reside within us. And now the Holy Spirit resides within us. Can I get an amen for that? Man, that's the difference. You know, you look at what's the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament? Well, there's a lot, but one of the main things is the Spirit of God lives in us. In the New Testament because of what Christ has done on the cross. Let's give him some praise. Let's give Jesus some praise this morning for what he's done on the cross. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the word of God. He goes on and he says this. Jesus answered to him. He said, if anyone loves me, he will love my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. Jesus is talking. Look at me just a minute. He's talking about a covenant. I'm ready to make a covenant with you. The Holy Spirit coming. He's going to take up residence. He's going to be in our abode. Jesus is talking about a covenant. Now, the old covenant was fulfilled. There's a new and, and, and living covenant. Are you with me? We're fulfilling the old covenant, which is going to be taking place. But I'm ready to make a new covenant with you. And that's the New Testament. That's that new covenant that he's talking about. He said, he who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Verse 25, these things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. Remember, he was talking to the disciples. Verse 26, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. I love this part. This is my word. I'm looking for it this year. It's peace. Say peace. Jesus says, peace I live with you. I leave you. Peace I will give to you. Not as the world gives, I do not give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, but let it be fearful. You heard, excuse me, if, do what? Nor, excuse me, nor let it be fearful. You heard that I said to you, I go away and I will come to you. And if you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Now, I have told you before it happens. Jesus is telling them, look, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm giving, I'm giving you peace. I want you to have peace as I go. Because the Father is going to send the Comforter, and he's going to bring you comfort. He's going to bring you peace. He's going to bring you all these different things that we talked about. Understanding the Bible, helping us to pray, guiding us, bringing us everlasting peace. Anybody need some peace? I need some peace too. He says, now I have told you before it happens, so when it happens, you may believe. I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Verse 31, but so that the world may know that I love the Father, and I do exactly as the Father commanded me. Get up and let's go from here. Jesus was sharing with the disciples that, guess what? There's some peace coming. How many of you know peace? I just want to pause just a moment on peace. And, and I was wanting to try to push through to get this done, but I just I don't want to push through this. I think it's important that we understand that God wants to bring us peace. Okay? Maybe because it's in me and I've been studying, I've been reading scriptures, I've been looking at peace, I've been trying to say, what is peace? Sometimes I look at the Word of God and I, I think when... when, when uh, um, when, when they ask Jesus, what is truth? What's truth? I think, what is peace? What is peace? I don't know, but I need some peace. And, 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 and peace is a greater thing than just have an absence of conflict in your life. 
How many of you know absence of conflict is good sometimes? But there's sometimes you have to have conflict in order to be able to bring peace. Oh, come on, somebody. David was a warrior king, and he opened up the way for Solomon to come in because David was a warrior, and there was war going on in the kingdom. Are you with me? But when David was done, then Solomon came in, and he was a king of peace. What about peace? What's going on in your life? What's going on in your world? Is there, is, is there things that are upset? Oh, you know what? You know, the, the sky is falling and we're in, we're in difficult place and the economy's down and all this other stuff. But God, but God, hey, Jesus isn't looking at the Father sitting on the throne and going, what are we going to do about Woodward? Hello? What are we going to do? The economy's bad. I mean, it just, you know, we've just got to begin to say, you know what, God, you are my God. And whether it's good or whether it's bad, you're still my God. And I'm going to operate in peace. And I know you're going to take care of me because you promised in your word that you would take care of me. It's one of the first parables that Jesus spoke about. But he says, look, hey, if, if, if the lilies of the field are clothed and, and Solomon is, is not even clothed even better than them. And if I'm going to take care of the birds, I'm going to take care of you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's going to take care of you. Come on, he's going to take care of you. And we've got to look at that and say, wait a minute, i got to have some peace. Now, can there be conflict in your life and you still have peace? Yeah. And all of you that are parents, you know that there's sometimes there's conflict with your children. But you still have peace. Listen, don't stop parenting. Uh, no, I, this is a word for somebody here today. Because sometimes if you have a, a strong-willed child, you want to quit parenting. Come on, somebody. But don't stop parenting and do the things that you know that are in the Word of God to love them. But you just say, look, I'm sorry, Johnny, you, you're not allowed to have that uh, Pepsi-Cola at, uh, or Coke. Just trying to be you know, equal for you guys. At 11 o'clock at night when you get up. Come on, somebody. You know, Or, or you're going to have it for breakfast, whatever it might be. I'm just saying... Don't stop parenting, but there's times where you're parenting and you're in peace. Although there is a mess going on in the house. Can I get an amen? It's like there's still some stuff going on, but yet you still got to operate in that peace. Operate in that peace. I want us to be able to have that peace today. We want to have that. The Holy Spirit brings you in deep, everlasting peace. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out here, Mike, and I'm going to ask you guys just to turn to, um, let's turn to Acts chapter 19. I want to I look at a scripture before we, before we go today, but I want to look at Acts chapter 19. Because a lot of times we, we don't know about the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God lives in you. I wasn't raised in church. I was 20 when I gave my heart to Christ. I was 24 when I gave him my life. I'm still trying to live for him, everybody. Come on, Sam. I, I, I'm not perfect. And, and I was in a, in a place of teaching where they wouldn't talk about the Holy Spirit. And I read this book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Benny Hinn wrote this, and he would get up in the morning, and he'd say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. I was in a, an area of teaching where it was all about Jesus, and it is about Jesus, and I'm, I want you to understand me. But where is Jesus now according to the Word? He's seated at the right hand of the Father, ever doing what? Interceding for us. So who's doing the work in the earth? There's... There's entire denominations that don't mention about the Holy Spirit, but they mention about Jesus. And if we want to be biblical about it, it's the Holy Spirit in us that's doing the work in the earth. Because Jesus is seated on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you, praying for you. Jesus said, look, i got to leave so the Holy Spirit can come. Are you with me? So how many of you know if Jesus says, i got to go so the Holy Spirit can come, then obviously the Holy Spirit is very important in our lives. And I've had people say, well, you know, I don't, I don't need the Holy Spirit. No, you got the Holy Spirit. When you received Christ, we understood this. We really confirmed it within our teaching on Wednesday nights that when you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit moves on the inside of you. It's in Corinthians 6, or six I think it is. It says you become one with him in spirit. The Holy Spirit moves on the inside of you. 
And I know that we've led people to the Lord, and I'm like, who lives on the inside of you? And they're like, Jesus. And it's like, actually, yes, but it's the Holy Spirit that's doing the work. Are you with me? You all understand this? That we'll be able to walk in that. The Holy Spirit wants to bring us peace. He wants to guide us. He wants to help you pray. He wants to be able to help you understand the Bible. The Holy Spirit is there for us. Jesus said, I got to go. Got to go. See ya. If I don't go, then the Holy Spirit's not going to come. But you don't understand. I got to go and be with the Father so the Spirit can come and comfort you. Anybody ever need a time of comfort? Anybody ever need a time of peace? Where does that truly come from? Because listen, let me tell you, my mom could comfort me. And you mothers, you can comfort those children, you know, unlike the dads. If you've ever been, if you've ever been that, they got a boo-boo and the dads are like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rachel. Come and see me. And it's like, right to mom. Right? Come on, guys. It's like, oh, I'll take care of you. Let me kiss the boo-boo. And they're like, no, where's mommy? I want my mommy. And we're in the same way. You're like, no, I want my mommy. Shelly can bring me comfort. And that's really great. But how many of you know, as much comfort as she can bring me, the Holy Spirit can bring me a deeper, lasting comfort. A deeper, lasting comfort of peace in our lives. So a lot of times, people are like, wait a minute, I <clears throat> I know God, but what about the Holy Spirit? Let's just look at a couple scriptures, because, and and then would you just hold on to your, your sheet there, and we'll, we'll work on this again next week. But I want to leave you with a couple scriptures. I want to leave you with some thoughts, okay? When you read the book, when you read the Bible, and you're reading about Paul, you have to understand you're 30 or so years past when Jesus died, Okay? So a lot of times when you look at the Bible, he's talking about Peter, and he's talking about that ministry, and then he's talking about Paul. Well, Paul didn't give his life the week after. Jesus didn't show up to Paul right after Jesus had died. There was a span, Some it depends on who you read and, and who you understand, but there was a span of 20 or 30 years in there by the time Paul came on the scene. Before he had the Damascus Road experience. So Paul was one, and then in, in chapter 18 in the book of Acts, it talks about he was at Corinth, and Paul was going around to different places, right? And how many of you know the gospel, the good news of Christ, but it was also the good news of the kingdom of God, was spreading. I mean, it's spreading. And I'm here to tell you today that we cannot just get looking at the Western culture here where we think nobody's coming to the Lord. You've got to have a world biblical view because there are people coming to the Lord. There's 20,000 people a day coming to Christ because of his word, because it's changing people, because it's making a difference in people's lives, because the Holy Spirit is moving. 20,000 people a day. The Muslim is Islam is not the fastest growing religion in the United States, it is Christianity and those having experience with God. Let's give him some praise in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm ready to hear some good news. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's some good news. I'm glad to hear that today. But what, what's happening is God is showing up sovereignly to the Islamic nation. Read an article where this guy was over ISIS and he was actually a teacher Um uh, imam that they call him and he was a teacher and he was teaching islam radical islam teaching young men to decapitate and kill christians listen to this and then he came to a place where he said i don't want to do that no more there's got to be more than this because what they were going through and what was taking place it was, I believe God was having, he was having an encounter with God. There's got to be more than this. Jesus is showing up in villages, in tribes, more than this. in people's lives, Jesus in people's bedroom. We were, villages, we were at a church in, in freedom tribes, and they had, uh, uh, one of the, uh, uh, martyrs with a, um, we were at a church in freedom. Help me. And they had, uh, one of the, uh, yeah, he had converted from Christianity, I mean, from Islam to Christianity, the voice of the martyrs. 
yeah, and he, he came in and he said, Jesus showed up. Islam to Christianity. In the his hospital room, yeah, he, he was in, sick, was dying, and he cried out to this Jesus, and Jesus showed up and healed him. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Hallelujah. And he was sharing about how that religion is. But what's happening is Jesus is showing up, and they're not allowed to talk about Jesus, right? So they put up a billboard that says, if you've seen the man in white with pierced hands. In fact, I read the other day that they're outside of mosques with a sign, if you've seen the man in white with pierced hands. It's like, meet me over here. With pierced hands. So God's word, the Holy Spirit, is moving in the earth. He was moving in Paul's day, and he's still moving today. So let me just let me just let me see where I want to go. Where do you want to go here, Lord? And he's still moving today. So let me just let me just let me see where I want to go. And I just it's all good. And he's still moving. So let me just let me just let me see where I want to go. I just it's all good. So let me just let me just. After these things, I'm just going to start at verse 18 or verse 1. After these things, he left Athens. And this is Paul. He went to Corinth and he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, having recently come to from Italy with his wife Priscilla. So here's Aquila and Priscilla. Claudius had uh, commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. And he came to them. And he was one of the same trade. They stayed with them for they were working, where they were trades, and they were a tent maker. In other words, Paul was a tent maker, and so was Priscilla and Aquila. And he was reasoning with them in the synagogue every Sabbath and trying to persuade the Jews and the Greeks. But when Silas and Timothy came down to Macedonia, Paul began devoting himself completely to the word, solemnly testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. And when they resisted and blasphemed, excuse me, he shook, shook out his garments and he said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and he went to the house of a man named Titius, Justice. He was a worshiper of God. How many of you know there? Oh, man, there's a lot to unpack here. How many of you know there are people that come in and worship and then there are worshipers? Oh, man, there's a lot to unpack We want worshipers. We want you. If you, if I, I started out as somebody that came into worship, now I'm a worshiper. We want worshipers. Hello. We want you. If you, if when we come in, we come in not to just be involved in worship, but we want to be worshipers. We come in. We worship God. Not to just be involved. Well, it's, it's only good that when you play music, that's the only time I can worship. No, you can worship God in your tithes and offerings, whether music's played or not. You can worship God in your heart. You can allow your worship to just overflow, and you can worship God in every situation and circumstance that's out there. Anyways, that's a side. And, you can and, and uh, in verse 8, Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, believed in the Lord with all his household and many of the Corinthians. And they heard and they were believing and they were being baptized. So here we go. We've got a great outpouring. And the Lord said to Paul in the night vision, do not be afraid any longer, but go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you and no man will attack you in order to harm you. For I have many people in this city. And he settled there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. While Galeo was proconsul of Archaea, the Jews, with one of the court, rose up against Paul and brought him before the judgment seat, saying, This man persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. But when Paul was there about to open his mouth, Galeo said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrong or a vicious crime, O oh, Jews, it would be reasonable for me to put up with you. But if there are any questions about words and names and your open or your own law, look after it yourselves. I am willing to be the judge of these matters. Verse 16 says, He drove them away from the judgment seat. And all they, all they hold of Sutheus, the leader of the synagogue, and he began beating him in front of the judgment seat. But Galeo was not concerned about any of these things. Verse 18, Paul, having remained many days longer, took 
leave of the brethren and put out to sea for Syria, and with him were Priscilla and Aquila. There's Priscilla and Aquila again. And century, he had the haircut. He was keeping a vow. That's a Nazarite vow if you read into that. Verse 19, they came to Ephesus, and he left them there. Now he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer time, he did not consent, but taking leave of them, saying, I will return to you again if God wills. He set sail for Ephesus. When he had landed at Caesarea, he went up to greet the church and went down to Antioch. And it goes into his third missionary journey. And I want to, I want to jump down to verse 24. Now, there was a Jew named Apollos, an Alexandrian by birth. His name was Apollos, an eloquent man, came to Ephesus, and he was mighty in scriptures. What's that? What do you think that means? I think the man knew what he was talking about, knew his scriptures. He was eloquent, so he was probably much more better speaker than I am, and he was very eloquent in his words, but he knew the scriptures, right? Verse 25, this man has been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit. He was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus. He was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus, being acquainted only with the baptism of John. Being acquainted only with the baptism of John. There was a baptism of John. John baptized in what? Jesus came and said, I'm going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Are you with me? Jesus came right? and said, I'm going to so baptize you So sometimes we think, oh, there's just one baptism. Holy Spirit and fire. Are you with me? He baptized with John. Now look what Paul so goes on and says. Think, oh, he began to speak out boldly in the synagogue. synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside. And they explained the way more accurately. They took him aside. What does that mean? And they explained the way. What does that mean? More accurately. took him aside. This man knew the word. What does that mean? The word was not the New Testament what he knew, but it was the Old Testament. Are you with me? He knew that he had to repent and be baptized because that's what John the Baptist said to do what? Repent and he had to repent and be baptized. It's not baptism that saves you. Come on, somebody. It's the repentance and changing the way you think and believe, and you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Come on, somebody. And you confess Jesus as Lord. That's what saves you. But baptism is unto repentance. So it's it's even out of the the the, the Old Testament or the, or excuse me the New Testament is when he was baptized. The old was passed away and the new came. Are you with me? So there was a baptism. Baptism. Say baptism. We're talking today about the Holy Spirit, right? Everybody say Holy Spirit. Everybody? Holy Spirit. We're talking about Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity. The Spirit of the living God. Now, I want I want to jump real quick because I want to go. Oh, man, this is all good. Let's go. Let's let's move forward because Paul's in Ephesus. There's Priscilla and Aquila meeting this man. Let's go. Let's and they, and he's preaching. People are being saved. Meeting this man. And they're saying, look, let me pull you aside. Let me teach you about something else that you may not know. Okay. And they're saying, look, so let's look and see how that really transcribed, how that really came to, to pass. Paul was at Ephesus in chapter 19, and it says it happened while Apollos was at Corinth. Paul passed through the upper country and came to Ephesus, and he found some disciples. Okay. How many of you know at this time there's disciples all over the place? How many of you know there's disciples wherever you're going to go? If you're looking for them, you're going to be able to see them, and you'll see them by the Spirit. You'll know them by their fruit. Come on, somebody. That there's people around. God's got somebody where he's setting you up to be able to meet another disciple, to be able to come together with the things of God, and for him to be able to move in your life. God's got a way. He's got disciples. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? God's got a way. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe. We know that they received the Holy Spirit, but what is he talking about? Did you receive this Holy Spirit when you believe? And he's saying, they're going, no. Did you receive this Holy Spirit when you believe? We've not even heard of the Holy Spirit. They said to him, we've not even heard of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. No, we've not even heard of the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, unto what? Baptism. No, we've not even heard of the Holy Spirit. And they said we've not even heard of John's baptism. Baptism. 
No, not even. Paul said John baptized with the baptism of repentance. Telling people to believe in him who is coming after him, that is in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord, that is in Jesus. And then Paul went and laid hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them. And they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. There were in all about twelve men. And he entered the synagogue and continued speaking out boldly for three months. And reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. For three months. I just want to encourage you. Go back through and read about the, the book of Acts. Read 18 and 19. I just want to encourage you. We do that for me before next week. The book of Acts. Because. I just want to encourage you. We do that for me before next week. The book of Acts. You can live your life without what I'm calling the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another tongue. I'm stepping on some hallowed ground here. I'm stepping on some some things. But it's only because that's what God's Word says. They, they They were baptized in the baptism of John. We did they, ten baptisms, they were, they were and after we do a baptism, we go back, and, and the person goes back, and they baptisms. actually are prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the person goes back, and they actually are prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the person goes back, and they actually are prayed for to receive the baptism I believe in all the gifts. I believe that the Bible is inerrant, no mistakes. Are you with me? Sometimes it's not the Word of God that contradicts. It's our understanding of the Word of God. Sometimes it's not the Word of God. Some things contradict themselves, but it's our understanding of how they contradict themselves. And sometimes we need to have somebody point that out or show us. So here's Peter. We need to have somebody. I mean, excuse me. Priscilla and Aquila. So here's Peter telling this guy, who's a man of God. About the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Telling this guy, who's a man, and here is Paul about the baptism, saying, "Man, you guys are doing some great work." And here is Paul. Do you know if you received the Holy Spirit since you've been baptized? You guys are doing some great work. You know what I mean? Or since you got saved, and they're like, "Nah, we don't know about the Holy Spirit." There are still people today, people around you, near you. That can I be still very transparent? They're they're like ah, you don't need that Holy Spirit stuff. That can I be what? Very transparent? Are you serious? They're like ah, you don't need that Holy Spirit. I want all of it. If Christ died, and it was so important for him to tell the disciples that look, I gotta go away, and when I leave, then somebody else is coming, and it's the Holy Spirit who's gonna bring you comfort, who's gonna bring you peace. I'm telling you, that is important to me. That's important to me. But a lot of times we won't acknowledge the Spirit of God, or we won't acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Or we'll just say, it's only good for y'all Pentecostals, charismatic kind of people. I don't need that stuff to be saved. I don't, and obviously, according to the Word of God, you receive the Holy Spirit when you're saved, but there is another level of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of us that, that do that. I had one guy say, oh, you're, you're a preacher, yeah? He said, you speak in tongues? I said, yes. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, some of us that, that do that. I had one I didn't do it right then. You know what I mean? But but yes, I do. I pray in the Spirit. And I would venture to say it almost every day. I didn't do it right then. That I pray in the Spirit. Because I need wisdom. I need understanding. You know what I mean? I need help. I don't know about you, but I need help. And I would venture to say. And the Holy Spirit is willing to help us. That I pray in the Spirit. John said. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. In other words, something happened when they said, you know what? That Holy Spirit thing's real. And I want that Holy Spirit thing. I don't know about you, but I need help. I was I lived my life. I grew up in a denomination. I'm not going to mention denominations. Let me say this. 
When they I was this, they were trained in a denomination. Because I didn't go to church much when we were little. It wasn't. It just wasn't there. When God got a hold of me and I love the denomination that trained me, but they trained me in the Father and the Son. They didn't say much to me about the Holy Spirit. And when I asked about Holy Spirit, they were like, eh, don't worry about any of that. So I started digging myself, and I'm challenging you today. Dig yourself. It just wasn't there. The Spirit of God is real. The Spirit of God is alive. The Spirit of God wants to bring peace to you. We've got different eight functions of the Holy Spirit. There's more to bring, but I just... Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want to unpack this more next week. Will you join us next week? Because I want to unpack this, but from now until then, I want you to, to read what I read in 18 and read what I read in 19. We've got different eight functions of the And you can reason with people but they just need to experience More the Holy Spirit. They just need to experience it. I mean, I, I, Holy Spirit is settling in right now. Because I want to unpack this. It's not just me that's feeling it. I can look around and I can see some of you that are going, Oh, my word. Something's happening to me. I want something to happen to you. You can reason with I people, wanted to change your life. It changed my life. Experience More the Holy I couldn't overcome drugs and alcohol without the Holy Spirit. I mean, I tried it. I tried it. I tried it. I tried it. And I'd go back to it. I'd quit for a few days or a month. And then I'd go back to it. And I had to go back to it. And I had to go back to it. It wasn't the time that things bondage would drop off my life when I received the spirit of the living God and his love for me and his goodness for me and his grace for me. Then I said, why am I messing in that? Jesus died. I'm going to get out of this thing. I'm going to walk out of it. And I tried walking out time after time. And again, and I couldn't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. And then I'd go back to it, and I had to go back to it. And there's some of you that are clapping because you've been the same way too. You know there's been issues in your life, and you can't seem to overcome it. And you're trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and trying again. I'm telling the Holy Spirit is real. He's real, y'all. Jesus died. He's real. He's real. He's real. And I tried Stand to your feet, time and I, after time again, he's moving and I couldn't right do it now. without the power of the Holy Spirit. I just want to I just want to pray for you as you stand to your feet. Because you've been the same way too. You know there's been issues I know that there's many of you. I can look and see. And you're trying and trying Many of you that have been delivered because of the power of the Spirit of the living God. The dunamis power that we've been learning about and and understanding within our soul nature that dunamis power. I, I just want to pray for you. And, and, and some of you might just say, you know what, I'm, I just want that thing. I, I, I want that thing. And if that's you today, then I want to do like Paul did. And he laid hands on them and they received it. And we'll do this again next week too. And probably every week that if you want to get with the prayer teams, they'll lead you. Just close your eyes just a moment. I, I just want to pray for you. And, and some of you might just say, you know what? I'm, I just want that spirit of living God wants to bring us peace. And if that's you today, then I want to do There's some that are, we've just struggled so much trying to overcome this. And we've been operating in the law and not by God's grace. And we can't seem to get out of the, the issues that are in our life. We can't seem to get that breakthrough that was prophesied this morning. And we can't seem to feel the fire that was saying about today. And it's the Holy Spirit. He's beginning to move in your life. Pastor Sean, one of his favorite scriptures is, I believe that I receive. That you believe that you receive. And that some of you today are just saying, you know what, I'd like to just receive that. Every eye closed, please. That you just want to receive the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in an unknown language. And if that's you, just, I just want you to raise your hand this morning. God bless you. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Anybody else? I'm going to pray for you. 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 Anybody else? 
Maybe you're here and you just don't want to raise your hand yet. That's okay. That's okay. God's still working. I want to pray for you that you just receive him right now. You just receive an overflowing of him right now. And we've done this before. We've prayed for people and they've walked out of here and said, I didn't speak a single word in, in an unknown language. And then at two o'clock in the morning, they're up and they're, they're, they're speaking. And they're just speaking and it's just going on. And they're like, what is that? And we're like, that's what that is. God will just release that upon you today that you receive that. You just receive that. You receive it. You receive it. You receive it. You receive it. Don't try to understand it. Don't try to figure it out. Just let your heart receive it. We've done this before. We've prayed for people. Thank you, Father. And they've walked out of here and said, I didn't speak a single word in an unknown language. And then at 2 o'clock in the morning, they're up and they're speaking. I'm going to ask you, if you want to, I'd love to come and lay hands on you. Now, I can either go around through the crowd and do that or I can ask you just to come here and and I'd rather just ask you to come here and just just come up this morning just let me lay hands on you because I believe that you're going to receive and I believe everything in the word of God and when Paul laid hands I know I'm laying hands and you're going to receive something so more powerful something you move from an, an electrical outlet of a 120 to a 220 and, and I know that there's there's addictions and stuff that's going to fall off your life, so just come. Every eye closed. Just bring the lights down, Mike, if you will, please. Every eye closed, please. God's speaking to you. Just come. Just come forward. Let me just lay my hands on you this morning. Just come right up here. Just come right up here. You know, when one person comes and others begin to come right now, Father, we just release you. I say that she just release her tongue, that she just begins to just begin to speak. And I know that there's there's addictions and stuff just gonna, that's going to fall worship. off your life. I'm, so I'm not going to speak over the microphone. Just bring the lights down, Mike, if you will, please. Because it's between you and God. Every eye closed, please. God's speaking to you. Just come. Just come forward. Let me just lay my hands on you this morning. Just come right up here. Just come right up here. You know, when one person comes and others begin to come right now. Father, we just release you. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else, just come up, please. Just come on up. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. You've got that. You just keep praying in that. You just keep praying in that. There you go. Just keep praying in that. Just keep praying in that. Just keep praying in that. God speaking to you. Just come. Just come forward. Let me just lay my hands on you. This morning, just come right up here. Just come right up here. You know when one person comes and the other is begin to come right now. Father, we just release you. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else, just come up. Just come on up. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. You've got that. You just keep praying in that. You just keep praying in that. There you go. Just keep praying in that. Just keep praying in that. Just keep praying in that. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else want to receive today? We're just receiving what you have for us today. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. And just, just work that. Just work that. Just let that come. Hey, guys, when I... You don't necessarily have to have me do it. I want to tell you about my experience. I was in my bedroom in North Carolina. I was reading this book. And um, I read through it. And Shelly and I had talked about it. And I love God. I love God. She said, I love that in you. I love that you love God. And, and she said, what about, you know, receiving this Holy Spirit? And I was like, I don't know a whole lot about it. And I was reading that book, and I started doing that. And in my bedroom, by myself, I, I just began to speak. And I just began to... I was reading this book. I read through it. 
And I had talked about And I was like, this is weird, God. What's going on in my mind? I was like, this is weird. What's going on with me? But my spirit was praying. And it bypasses your mind, and it's directly to God. See, because in my mind, I could doubt it. In my mind, I could say, this is weird. In my mind, I could say, no, this is kind of crazy stuff. In my mind, I could say, oh, no, no, this is, this is strange. But when it just continued to happen, it began to flow. Now, was, I, was my spiritual language developed to the point where it is now? Then, no, it wasn't. That's all I had was la 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 la, and I would just I drive to work going la 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 la, and I'd come and get off and work la 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 la, and I'd shovel hog manure and go la 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 la, and I would do all these different things, and I was working and la 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 so just receive today. And he's receiving today. Any others that want to receive today? Any others that want to receive today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands to the Lord today. Father, I thank you that you're just releasing your goodness upon our lives. I thank you that many of us have been saved and we've been baptized. But we just thank you for your baptism. We just thank you for your baptism. Father, I thank you that in the middle of the night, all of a sudden they may wake up speaking in another language. Wake up. And I mean, just don't limit God. We're not going to limit God. We're going to release. We just release the lid right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Okay, so I want you to study. Do yourself. Do some things. Look at it. Don't discount it. And let's get back together uh, this next Sunday. God bless you. You have a great afternoon today. Go forth in his power, in his might. I'm going to just hang out here at the altar. If you want prayer, we'll be glad to pray for you. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. We're going to release. We just release the lid right now in Jesus' name.